This is the Hidden Wild Podcast, episode 1002. My interview, my second interview with David Wood. We're discussing his upcoming book, Name That Mouse. Enjoy. David, welcome back to the Hidden Wild Podcast. Great to have you here today. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for having me back on the show. Are you still over in Indonesia? I think that's where you were last time. No, that's what it says on Skype. But I, I left there about three and a half years ago to come and find my new home. And I've ended up in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. Was that where you were last time? Or, yeah, where yeah. you were. Maybe we had the same discussion last time. Yeah, yeah. I, some, I just It's a setting on Skype that I've never changed. I think it says Indonesia. Yeah. I got a few of those, and I just don't know how to change them. <laughs> yeah, seems a bit complicated. So, how you been? Good over there, dealing with the uh, whole situation, pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, how you been is. I love that question. It's always a great question, and and uh, people often just automatically answer. And I try not to. I try to like really check in. Like, how have I been? It's been a real up and down ride. Um, my nervous system is is quite sensitive, and so it doesn't take a lot for me to get a bit anxious. And so I've had some roommate issues that have put me through the ringer, and I'm learning a lot about it. Um, and lots of really good stuff working on the on the on the book. It's coming up, and I decided recently to get into acting. Mm. I've been thinking about it for years, and every now and then I'll, I'll like every ten years I'll go and I'll dabble. I'll do something. And this time uh, I find myself in a local production of Dracula. <laughs> so got rehearsals tonight and that's a, that's been really exciting and new and fun. That's cool. Yeah, I've always had that thought to, to get more involved in acting or performance, something like that, but uh, haven't, haven't done it yet. Um, right. It's good to do these different things, right? I, well, I think so. I've always been drawn towards performance in general. So I've done a lot of improv on stage and um, just making up scenes in front of an audience, which is terrifying. And I've done stand-up comedy and I'm a motivational speaker. So, And I've been a professional entertainer playing guitar and singing. So I've done a lot of related stuff, but just here's a script, play a part. That's totally new. And uh, largely I'm drawn towards it for the, drawn to it for the growth I figure there'll be a lot of personal growth, learning how to access more emotions and be be truthful to those emotions on stage. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think you push yourself into any uncomfortable zone, you'll experience some sort of growth, eh? and, and particularly that. Yep. And talk to us about this book you're writing. Yes. Yes, the book, the working draft at the moment is The Mouse in the Room because the elephant is not alone. Okay. And I came up with this because uh, I was at a course and, and someone just got so excited and she just kept saying over and over, you've got to name the thing. You've just got to name the thing. We're like, what are you talking about? And she said, well, whatever's happening in an, in an interaction with another human, there's usually a lot that's happening, but we don't name it. We may not even be aware of it. And we just skip over it and come up with some kind of solution. It's almost like, we're computers and all you see is what, what I spit out on the screen. You don't see the programming of what's going in, on behind it. And I thought, well, what do we have in society that's close to that? And we all know about the elephant in the room. You see it, I see it, no one's saying anything. I suppose I was 20 minutes late to this podcast and didn't say anything. I'd call that an elephant in the room. But many of the creatures in the room are much more subtle. Hmm. These are mice. 
and we want to identify our mice and then artfully name them with someone else because all sorts of good things come from that. And all sorts of bad things come from not naming your mice. Okay. Can you give us an example? Put it in context? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll take this roommate situation, which has been strong for me. There was, um, I heard this loud noise coming from downstairs and it sounded like packing tape. And uh, I know he's moving soon. So I thought, oh, he's moving. But it was 10.30 at night. So I, uh, I felt stressed, right? That's a mouse right there. And I could ignore it or I could name it. Um, then I started thinking, how late's he going to go? Like, is he going to go till midnight? You know, I want to be able to sleep at some point. That's another mouse. And so I chose to name those mice and I, I reached out and I said, hey, I thought I heard what sound like packing noises. Um, if that's true, is it is it okay if you wrap that up in the next 30 minutes so that I can wind down for bed? And then he, he, he wrote back and said, oh, well, actually, there's no packing tape. We're not packing at all. I don't know what you heard. I was like, okay. But that was complete for me. That's all I needed to do. I just needed to name what was going on, what my experience was. Now, so most people yeah, in that situation would just let it go or dwell on it or? Yeah, might let it go. Also, what I didn't name with him is I could have shared um, that I was feeling a bit stressed because I wanted to wind down for sleep. Sometimes that's really important information. I had another experience with a landlord once where um, I asked for 24 hours notice uh, before he was going to come, you know, come to the house. And uh, he said, no, he said, he's just going to come whenever he wants. And that wasn't working for me. And I made a few requests, which is what we normally do. We'd skip over our mice and we just jump to a solution. Hmm. Hey, can you please not do that? You know, I, I said, I, I think it's actually required in the lease. Give me 24 hours notice. That didn't work. Hmm. So what I did is I said, could we have a cup of tea and uh, and chat about this? And I, I put a lot more into the message, but I put everything I had into enrolling him in the idea that this was a good move for us to to have a have a chat about what's happening. And he said yes. So that was a big win. And then I didn't just launch into naming my mice and I didn't just launch into the legal issues. I, I first started with curiosity. I said, how did you manifest this house? Because I want to manifest something like this. How did you do it? Did you get lucky or was it hard work? And he talked for half an hour about this house. And then after he'd shared everything, and it was really great information, I said, would it be okay if I told you a few things that are going on for me? Right. So now I'm getting consent to share, to name my mice. And he said, yeah, yeah, go for it. And I said, look, I'm trying to change my mind and my thinking so I can get good with this because this is a growth opportunity for me. Maybe I could just be more in the flow and you just show up unannounced and maybe I could be okay with it. I'm really trying and it's not working. I'm miserable and I'm losing sleep. <clears throat> and I'm stressing out about it. And I know it's an overreaction. Is there any way you could see yourself giving me 24 hours notice so my nervous system could relax? So that's me naming all of my mice and being vulnerable. Hmm. And he said, yeah, okay, I, I can do that. 
And I cried. I cried like right there and then I had tears in my eyes. I said, that just made such a difference to me. I can feel my whole body relaxing. So that might be an extreme example, but how many situations would we not share with the person what's actually happening? And we just jump to some kind of solution or a complaint or something like that. This is an actual game changer. And it's got corporate application as well. This isn't just with your landlord. This isn't just with your partner. This isn't just with your kids and your friends. You can use this with your teams, with your boss, with your coworkers, with your staff. Uh, it can work everywhere. I like it. Is there a process that you've sort of defined to help us, you know, work, walk ourselves through this when it comes up? Yeah, yeah. I assume well, you've got an course. acronym maybe or something like that? Um. I do have an acronym, an acronym that works for tough conversations, and I think it works for this as well. Yeah. Firstly, you've got a spot that you've got a mouse. That's the first thing because we're not – I wasn't trained. Uh, my, my parents never said to me, David, how, how are you feeling right now? Hmm. I grew up in Australia. We didn't do that. So firstly, you've got to become aware there's a mouse. Now, here's a good clue when you're not enjoying what's happening. So there's an interaction happening, maybe you're frustrated or angry or annoyed or whatever, something's going on and and you're not enjoying it, that's a clue. So that's some sort of ask. uncomfortable emotion that's starting to surface, I guess, would be a good clue. Yes, yes, exactly. That's like, wait, what's going on for me? And then here's an, an acronym uh, that I really like, it's CARE, C-A-R-E. R-E. Mm-hmm. And the C stands for clarify. you got to work out what's happening. Now, if it's live, like you're in an act, interaction right now with somebody, maybe you don't have time to go and get a worksheet and start to fill stuff in. Um, and you might just say, hey, can you give me a minute to work out what's happening here? I just want to slow it down. Something's going on for me and I, I want to slow down so I can work out what it is. Maybe you can do that, or maybe you, you, you've already had the interaction and you want to work it out after the fact. That's fine. So clarify the issue. You could journal. Here are some good questions to ask in clarification. What do I want to change? Like, what's not working for me here? Do I have a desire? Um, another great question to ask yourself is, is there a request I can make? So, for example, my roommate yesterday saw that I just installed a partition to soundproof the staircase, and he just wrote to me, hey, look, not that this really matters, but that's a really ugly wall to look at. No request. No no action that I can take that's going to have him win or, or us win together. Just, just a pure complaint. Don't do that to people. It's disempowering. So work out, is there a request? Is there something they could do? Hey, next time, would you throw your cigarette butts in the trash? I'd be really grateful. Or would you get to meetings five minutes early? Would that work for you? Hey, uh, I, you know, I've got, I've got an assistant. Um, could you, would you be open to coming every second week instead of every week? Have something that they could do. Or if you really just want to name it so that you can just get it out of the way, and, and feel more at peace, that might be it. I just want you to listen. That's it. So that C stands for clarify the issue. You gotta work out what your, what your mice are. 
and it might not always be simple. Or, or, or get a coach, mm. work with a coach on it or your therapist and say, what is going on for me here? Next thing, A stands for ask permission. So don't just dump your mice on people, dump your feelings on people. You don't go to someone and say, hey, I felt really annoyed in that meeting last week when you cut me off. Yeah. We don't want to do that. Uh, it doesn't go very well. Ask for consent. Hey, I noticed I, I'm still holding on to something that happened in that meeting last week. And uh, I'd like to talk about it with you so that I can let it go. All right. Or uh, I want to talk about it with you so that because I want us to have a close working relationship. And I think this will help. Hmm. Right. So you share an intent. And this is in the clarification step. You, you Another question I didn't say is what's the positive outcome you're looking for? Yeah. yeah. If you can't find one, then don't go and talk to that person. Um, and then in the ask permission step, you'll share that. Hey, can we talk about this? Because and here's my positive intent. And the reason we do that is people won't always assume positive intent. If you come to me, Lee, and you say, Hey, can I can we talk about that that thing that happened last week? I might automatically think I'm in trouble, and and I'm getting defensive already. So get consent and share a positive intent. And then the R, uh, we've we've kind of covered it, but the R stands for request. Yeah. So you share the issue. Hey, let, when that thing happened last week, um, I it felt like you cut me off in the meeting, and I had a, a lot I wanted to share. And I felt a bit frustrated. And my request is that um, if you let me finish in meetings or even ask me, hey, David, have you got more to say? That would be amazing. So that's the request. And then the last step, E, the E in C-A-R-E stands for inquire. You don't want to just dump your mice on people and then leave them to their own mice, they might have a, a reaction to it. They might want to defend themselves. They mm. might want to explain something. They might have a different viewpoint you never thought about. They might have their own desires and their own requests. So E stands for inquire. Hey, how is it for you to hear this? And I here's a pro tip I often give people a menu. Is it inspiring? Is it annoying? Um, am I off base or, or something else? I, I want to hear anything you've got to say and then shut up and let them speak. You yeah. want to really hear it. Get curious. Let them share their mice. Once they've spoken and you've received it and gotten it and they know you got it, you might have some more mice. You might have more impact. Oh, well, thank you for, for sharing that. Hearing that, I notice I, I do have another idea. Is it okay if I throw that out. Or I notice, uh, I do want to defend myself. Uh, would that be okay? Or I notice I feel embarrassed that, that, uh, that I didn't think of that. And I'm feeling bad now about that, right? These are all fair game to share artfully with consent. Yeah. I like it. And I like that, that consent piece. I think it's something that's, that's often missed. And, um, I heard it come up recently, and I've been using that. It's it's quite an effective strategy. Well, not strategy, but it's quite effective in communication. Oh, it's huge. You know, part of what we're talking about here is context. And I don't like using that word because it's a little complex and people are like, well, what do you mean? But if I just come straight at you again with like, hey, I'm annoyed about what you said. Like I had a friend 
send me a text and say, we need to talk. I'm pissed. Why do that to other people? It's just stupid. It doesn't put them in the right frame of mind. Um, there's no. It's just people that don't know. Like you know, they just think that yeah, they're just letting it out. Yeah, well, without, without thinking about. She, she teaches communication, but when we're triggered, we forget all the stuff that we learn. Um, but if she gave me some context, if she said, "Hey, I've got a lot of a lot of charge on something, and I'd like to." talk about it with you to probably take about 10 minutes. Um, and I want to do it because I, I want a great, a great relationship with you. Had she said that and, and, oh, and then make the request, could we talk about it for 10 minutes today? I'm free all day. Let me know when's good or just call me. Now I have a choice. I get to either say, no, I don't want to talk about it. Um, or I don't have time today or yes. I will talk about it. Me saying yes puts me in a different frame of mind. Yeah. I've said yes to showing up and I know it's going to be a chargy conversation. It's a, it's a big difference. I said to my, my roommate, hey, can we have a house meeting today? Didn't get any response. So I sent another message saying, and I could have used some of these tools, but I said, hey, um, it's, it's, it is critical. It's, it, it has to be today. Um, so please let me know when works. Um, and uh, he wrote back and said, look, I think I know what this is about. I made a bunch of noise last night. I'm embarrassed about it. It's not going to happen again, I promise. Now, what you know, in one word, his response is really no. I, I, I don't give consent. I don't want to have a meeting. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to do a, a couple of texts here and I'm hoping we can not talk about it again. Right. Yeah. But at least now I know I now, and I tried to, I tried one more shot. I said, here's my pitch for why I think a 10 minute meeting would help. And I made a pitch for it. I said, there's, there's stuff we can talk about in real time. I can see your face. You can see mine. Text can be misinterpreted and this really is important. So there's my pitch. And he could have said, all right, 10 minutes, you got it. But he didn't. He said, I really don't want to talk about, I don't want to have a meeting to talk about a fight I had with my girlfriend. Um, so he, uh, that was a no. So I had to communicate the rest of what I had to communicate um, via text. And I really didn't want to do it, but that was what was left to me. And so I, I, I took a while to, to work it out. And finally, I sent a text saying, look, I can forgive that once. I can't forgive it twice. Uh, thanks for promising it would never happen again. And I want to be crystal clear. If it did happen again, you'd be out straight away. No notice. And uh, I, I felt I needed to set that boundary. But I'm talking about this because the consent piece, uh, I think it was a good example of where I really tried to get consent, mm. could not get consent for how I wanted to do it. And yet it was so important. I had to communicate anyway. And I used the channels that were available to me. And his response to that was just, I promise it won't happen again. So that that all worked out. That's interesting. Well, how do you feel um, things are being communicated now with this this uh, this pandemic? Do you think because you sort of touched on a point there? You know, we react. We have this trigger, this emotional build up, and we react. We don't stop to pause and think about how we could approach the situation delicately, if you know it's needed. 
Yeah. And I, I don't know yeah. if the way things are being communicated right now is happening like that. People are just reacting. Well, I don't know that the – look, the pandemic might have an impact, but we, we've been reacting since the beginning of time. Yeah. So, so I definitely wouldn't blame it on the pandemic. Okay. There's, there's science. The science apparently is um, – I, th- I think it's the prefrontal cortex or whatever it is, the, the, the higher functioning part of the brain actually shuts down when we're really triggered and the reptilian brain takes over. And so we don't have all our faculties anymore. I've had it. I just had a therapy session today about this because there've been a couple of times in the house where I heard noise or people over and it was a surprise and anxiety just flooded through my body. And the therapist said, you do not have access to all your faculties. So trying to work it out when you're really angry or really scared is not a good idea. And listeners, you know, you, you'd know this if you're in a relationship. When you guys are fighting, it's quite possible that neither of you has full access to the higher functioning of your brain. Yeah. You are just in fight or flight or freeze, and uh, it's just not productive. So if one of you can say, hey, I'm really triggered right now. I noticed that. I want to take 20 minutes to calm down. I'm going to take a walk, and then I'd love to come back and, and, and talk with you when I can think rationally. And you might want to get that agreement ahead of time. Don't yeah. wait until it's happening because they don't have access to their faculties either. So they probably they might just yell at you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Just run like you always do. Yeah, you don't want that. Set it up ahead of time. Hey, next time there's a fight, how about any one of us can say a code word? Could be pineapple. And that code word means, all right, we're going to take – 10 or 20 minute break and then we're going to come back once we've calmed down and, and, and we've got cooler heads. Very, very smart thing to do. I try never, ever to send an email or a text when I'm feeling angry yeah. because I know like nine times out of 10, I know that later on I'm going to look at that and I'm going to regret what I wrote yeah. and I'm going to wish that I had, I'd been more caring and been more curious and um, not just dumped my emotion on the other person, which usually then reacts, uh, has them react with, with more of the same mm. and then it escalates from there. Yeah. So particularly so in this day and age with digital communication, like emails and texts, like people just, just so easy to just go, ah, punch out a text and send it. And I've found myself sometimes typing up an email in a reaction mode. And then I sit there and go, hang on a sec. What have I just done? I've just reacted. I haven't thought this out and I delete it. And then I, I say, I'm just going to close this, walk away, come back to it this afternoon. Yes, that's brilliant. Now, what you just did is a very enlightened advanced move and I'm encouraging everybody to do that. Now, for sure, write out the email. I think that can be therapeutic. Write out, you can even write it out as angry as you want. You jerk. I can't believe, blah, 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 whatever. Just write it out. Do not send it. Wait until you've got no more charge left or it's very little. You might wait till the next day. You might even, um, like another couple of hours, I'll come back and I'll look at it and I'll cut it in half, right? Because long emails, particularly charge emails, are usually best kept short, two, three lines. Um, Sometimes I'll do four different versions of the email and I'm like, this is not going to work. 
this, this they might misinterpret this and they, they might react badly to this. I've done that. I've recorded six different audios to my, my roommate and then I listen to them before I send them. And I'm like, David, bad move. This is going to trigger something in him. And then I've, I've called instead. Hey, I just want to check. Are we okay? Because I've I just been trying to record an audio and I realize I'm pretty activated right now. And I'm wondering how you're doing. Turned out he was angry as well. And, and, we, and he said, why don't we talk about it tomorrow? I don't want to yell at you. I said, thank you. I don't want to yell at you either. All right. We'll have a meeting tomorrow, but it's that thought that has to jump into your brain that says, firstly, don't send it now, wait. And then another thought that could be, you know what, this might be better face to face, or this might be better on the phone or on zoom so that I can see how they're reacting and really talk about it. Now there is one, one time where I would suggest something else. And that is if you're really worried that you're going to get the words wrong or you're going to trip over yourself or you're worried they're not going to listen to everything, sometimes what I'll do is I'll do a video. I go to loom.com, L-O-O-M. You can use it for free. I create a video and then I'll, I'll watch it and I'll be like, all right, firstly, that's too long. I repeat myself twice. Uh, so then I do another video and I get it to the point where it feels solid. It feels clean. Uh, there's not a lot of charge in it. And, and I say, and I'm happy to talk about this live. I just want to do this video as a first, first stage. And if you don't want to hear my thoughts, don't watch the rest of this video. Yeah. <laughs> That's the consent piece, right? Just stop it right now and delete it. If you are open to it, please continue. And that's been gold to do that. So I'll, I'll rely on video a lot, but then sometimes if it's particularly chargy, I'm like, Ah, no, it's got to be live. I like it, mate. I like it. Uh, Good, good pointers in this conversation. Um, A lot of communication, a very important topic. Uh, Name that mouse. When's your book coming out? It's coming out January 2022. We've already got the mini book. We wrote a, like a, like a preview or a trailer so people could get stuck into it right now. So if you go to namethatmouse.com, uh-huh. you can um, you can contribute a little money to help us write the book, and we'll give you the mini book straight away. And then when the Kindle's ready, we'll give you that as well. Um, we've had people contribute all sorts of amounts because uh, they want this book to be written. Uh, I believe it'll change the world, and it's been amazing to have people say, "Hey, I want to give you four hundred dollars." Or one woman's like, "Here's eight hundred dollars." This is amazing. You've already helped me with your podcast interview. I want to contribute. We love that. Every you know, any contribution, and we take it as a sign that we're really supposed to to get this book out for the world. I like it. I got the link here. I've just typed it in, so I'll stick that link in the show notes for this episode too. David, once again, thank you so much for your time and coming on and sharing um, very openly. Um, I love your vulnerability and I think that's an important thing to have. So thank you. My pleasure. I also want to say uh, if anyone listening has a team or or a workplace where they'd like it to be more transparent and they want some coaching or some training to to shift the workplace culture or their their management abilities, then reach out too. You can still go to the same link, namethatmouse.com and just in the menu, you'll find coaching. You can click on that. I'd love to hear from you. The menu. Okay, cool. Nice. Thank you, and guys out there listening, check it out at thehiddenwide.com. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.
Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwide.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is Lee Manutzi until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon